Hey guys, we so. are uh, welcome to the Maxis. It's not the third annual, but it's the third potential tequila podcast. Yeah, but we're not Live. doing it like we did it one time. Yeah, <laughs> we really don't let me pour the tequila. Yeah, and we'll be okay. That was a little. We went over the top on that one, but we're not doing that again. So, what's yeah. up, guys? We're here. Yeah, we're here, and uh, Jeremy and I are here in uh, Whistler, BC, Canada, for the Crankworks. Uh, mountain bike festival or race or whatever you call it is that dl in the background yeah dl's taking a leak <laughs> you guys might hear with that? the door open can you guys hear that but uh but yeah uh we're here and we're riding, so yeah the, we're here bikes. uh the last day i mean it's kind of been rainy right yeah it rained uh yesterday and today yesterday we rode got kind of mudded out Sunday we rode half day. It was pretty good. It was dusty though. And then yesterday we rode, we got mudded out. We got our bikes clean, our gear clean, everything dialed. And today was kind of rainy again. So we kind of held off today. Well, these guys didn't hold yeah. off. They decided yeah. to go out for his little uh, mud motos out there. Uh, we hung, we hang out, we hung out and didn't ride. No. And I saw you were in the jacuzzi, huh? We went jacuzzi in. Yeah, I saw out. you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you saw? What? Yeah, you guys were in the jacuzzi. Yeah, we were, actually. Met some friends down there. It was mm -hmm. cool. Uh, and then, yeah, we're hoping for a good day tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, we're all here as guests of Max's Tires. Actually, our, our yes, buddy, we are. Uh, our buddy, yep. Chris Meyer, who, who's not here. But, yeah, where are you at, Chris? But, uh, but yeah, so, man, this is my second trip to Whistler with you here, I think. Yeah, it's. I mean, or, this is my second, too. So we've been here yeah. the same exact Okay, so uh, you're you brought your own bike. You have a specialized demo. I do, right? Yeah. And, uh, so, what's your Maxxis tire choice on your bike? What are the setup there? I have the DH casing on there right now. Yeah. So are those uh, Dio? What are they? Where do you go? Where'd you probably you get some have, beers. You probably have that. I think ask it's a guy, but I like to call it the ass guy. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think I probably have ass guy and then front. what dissector on it? Dissector maybe? rear, yeah. yeah. DH casing. So. Um, it's, it's tricky cause I haven't ridden enough yet to figure out, okay, how much pressure some running tubeless. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you check it, you're like, okay, because of the berms and because of the hard carves you do it was pretty dry the other day, but yesterday it was kind of muddy. So you weren't really charging that hard. And so the funny thing is, is like, okay, how much pressure do you run? Right. Everyone's like, oh, you need to run 28 in the rear and 26 in the front. But I'm feeling like it's way too hard. Yeah. With the yeah. side casing that I'm running on the tires, yeah. they're so stable, feels so good. I feel like I can run, gosh, I feel like I can run a lot less. So tomorrow I'm going out with maybe, I'm going to go with 25 in the rear, maybe 22 in the front. Mm -hmm. 23. That's kind of cross-country pressure. That's low, dude. It's pretty low. But the, I'm feeling like the tires can hold. It's good. Yeah. I got really wide rims. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you have skinny rims, the tire's going to move a little on you, but I have really wide DH rims, so makes the sidewall strong. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. Tomorrow's, tomorrow's going to be epic. I can't wait. Should be good. Hopefully, I'm riding. <laughs> yeah. What's sore on you? Don had a my, crash today, my, my thumb hurts, and I Got have bucked a, over the bars. I have a third butt cheek on the side of my right thigh. Right hip? Yeah. yeah those hip stingers get you when you're old. <laughs> yeah. You know? 
You, oh, you better, so hey, they have an ice machine on your floor, so go get some. Yeah, maybe so. <clears throat> so uh, um, there's a Max's booth here, and there's there a is. gigantic poster of you on the wall. Yeah. Riding a motocross bike, and there's the IH and the SI tires on display. Yeah. It's pretty it's cool, It's pretty actually. cool that you come to a mountain bike race, and there's a Max's booth, and you're almost more prominently displayed than the Max's racers, I think. I mean, it is a cool picture, actually. Yeah. It's a really cool picture. Um, you know, Crankworks is a huge event. It's uh, There's a ton of guys here. I mean, the best mountain bikers in the world, right? We, mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they have moto tires on display. They have mountain bike tires on display. They have ATV, t- you know, side-by-side tires on display. Um, and the whole thing, I mean... Yeah, it's it's really cool to be included. Uh, Max's is unbelievable. You know, we've had so much fun together. We've done so many cool things with all sports, moto, mountain bike, side by side, off road trucks, kind of all that. One championship in the off road truck. Uh, we've we've done a lot of cool stuff. So uh, it just kind of shows you how all encompassing Max's is. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty cool to be able to be up here and see these guys, the mountain bike team. The Maxis Mountain Bike team just shredding, and these jumps out out the window over here are yeah. huge. So, pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, so uh, the two tires they had on display, the IH and the SI. Mm-hmm. You had a huge. Uh, you played. We're drinking beer, and no, we're not drinking that bottle well, we, right we there. Might, we might, we might <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> you don't have to do that. It's ready. I already you, cut you, it. you played a huge you role in the development of those two tires. Uh, which do you prefer? So which are you more proud of? Isn't this my part in the podcast? It oh. is, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Introducing D.L. Wood. Is, it, is this the one that's smoky? There we had is. this last time, right? I'm not sure we had this time. We sure had one that tasted smoky last time. It was good. Maybe that was a Neo. This looks like Blanco, maybe, huh? No, this is Reposado, which is good, too. This is smoky, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so the IH and the SI, yeah, uh, obviously we, we tested those quite a while ago. We did a lot of testing on that. And I mean, I run a combo, right? I run a combo now. Like, so I, I like running the, the, what is it? The SI in the front, soft intermediate. Mm. No, no, no. I, the IH in the front, Yeah. hard pack front, maybe soft rear. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty hard to beat the MXST. To be honest, yeah, I really uh, like the ST. Yeah, my problem the rear is, that is when you ride it, when you ride on a hard track, you chunk the knobs off. Yeah, I mean you can't ride supercross. It's not designed for that. Right? Well, I don't ride supercross. Uh, I mean, what hard pack <laughs> track are you riding? Uh, Glen Helen at like four. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's only a used tire, pretty mm-hmm. much, right? So that's after a couple of rides. Um, you can ride, you can ride an MXST pretty much anywhere you want. But are they just continuing that for the SI? No. They're going to still have it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, I yeah, really like that. Because there's side. three, they want three ranges, right? So, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, anyways, yeah, it's really cool they came up with the other tires because now we have a Supercross tire. Yeah. Something that works, awesome, doesn't chunk, killer traction. And what I like is the good hard pack front. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's cool. We, we've been working on them for a long time and to finally come out with them is, it's cool. Yeah. Right okay, changing subjects a little bit. Uh, I'm sure you've been keeping up with the racing. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. 
course. What are your thoughts about Jet Lawrence coming in and uh, doing what he's doing? I mean, it's impressive. I mean, <laughs> we were talking about that today. I mean, it seems like it's a daily conversation. It comes up, you know. It's like, well, what's up with Jet Lawrence? So like, um, you know, we were actually me and DL and and Jaren. We were checking it out this afternoon. We were looking at the list from last year's motocross nationals. Right? Mm-hmm. There's probably eight or ten of the guys that aren't there this year. The yeah. list the list looks kind of weak compared to last year's list. So for Jet, it's an amazing time, right? Because it, not only is he kicking everyone's butt, but he's also building that confidence, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so which is hard to do. You don't get a chance to do that a lot of times, right? Because it's the field's stacked and you have all the competition and all that. So it's it's. I mean, he came in at the perfect time. You know, it's it's um, interesting. I love watching him. The kid's a great rider. Mm-hmm. And uh, su- seems super smooth. He's making it look really easy. I uh, remember those days, right? Yeah. I mean, that was, there was days when it just just was easy. But, um, you know, it's impressive. I'm stoked for him. Stoked for his team. It's cool. Stoked for Lars. So uh, the the streak he's on, right? I mean, you, you know firsthand what that streak feeling feels like. How does the confidence build and build and build? What does it feel like as it's growing? Yeah, I mean, what he's at twelve motos now, or fourteen. Fourteen motos, motos I believe. Well, I mean, I, I won mean, fourteen supercrosses in a row, yeah. or no, I won thirteen in a row. Sorry, I won thirteen in a row. Got second, then won the fifteenth supercross. So, uh, he's in territories that I've never been in, really, especially mm-hmm. in motocross. I mean, I never did that. Um, I won seven of the first eight first eight moto, motocross nationals overalls. In in uh, where that was ninety six right, mm-hmm. but to win all those motos like uh, we were talking about it today, do you think he's gonna go? Do you think he's gonna do it? Do you think he can do all? There's three more right, so can he do six more moto wins? I I, I think he can. Why wouldn't he be able to do that? Yeah, I mean, it's gonna take a first turn crash or something, right? I mean, if he has a really bad start one of these motos, and Sexton gets up front, he's pretty much the only one that maybe maybe be able to beat him. Yeah. Other than that, he, he's he's probably laughing. He's like, "Yeah, whatever. I beat these guys." Mm-hmm. What do you think uh, makes him so much better? Is it that the field is depleted? No, and, no, it's not. Or, or it's not it... because the field is depleted. No, the kid's good. the The field being a little bit depleted really just builds him up a little bit, gives him some confidence, gives him mm-hmm. a little more time to learn. He's look. This is his first time on a 450. Maybe not his first time actually, but first time racing it. Uh, there's not, I mean, to me, it's just kind of the, you know, like when it, when it starts to happen is that you need those baby steps, steps of confidence. And, uh, we've been seeing that for a while. I mean, we haven't seen anyone as dominant as him maybe since Carmichael, maybe, or mm. maybe even that, maybe even not Carmichael. So I don't know. It's pretty impressive. Do you think it's harder to be dominant in supercross or motocross? Depends who you're talking about. I mean, for me, it was a lot harder to be dominant in motocross, right? It was a lot harder. Yeah. I always felt like when I won a motocross race, it was like, wow, that that tore my body up, mm-hmm. right? So uh, supercross always came a lot, just a lot easier for me. So I don't know. seems like motocross comes, they both come pretty easy to him. But, yeah. you know, we haven't seen him race a 450 in supercross yet, but I don't suspect with him building this confidence through this offseason or this season like this and then the offseason – I don't suspect we're going to see anything different next yeah. year, you know? Yeah. These guys better get their game on because this kid's coming. 
What do you think about like uh, when you watch him race versus Sexton and their bike setups are a little different? Um, why do you think that Jets is working so well for him and it seems like Chase is caught off guard here and there? I don't know. You know, it's hard to tell. I think Sexton's setup looks great, right, until it doesn't. Yeah. Because he's at times he's a second faster than these guys. He's reeling them in. He's been really close. Um, Jet's so consistent and consistently fast mm -hmm. that uh, obviously it takes a lot more for Sexton to maybe go that speed. But it just seems like Sexton's doing that a lot. It makes it look a lot harder than what what Jet's doing. So, um, you know, I don't know. It's it's. I mean, you can't buy confidence. You just can't. Yeah. You know, and I think that uh, Jet's just building up the confidence at the right time. I mean, he's never been shy of confidence, and it, it takes a lot of belief, right? Mm -hmm. That's what it takes. He's got the skill. He's got he's got all the tools. He's got all to do it. But he's you got to believe it too. So. Something about Chase just kind of starts to right, get there right at the 98th percentile and just kind of something happens. So it's unfortunate because we're all looking for that battle, right? We're, yeah. all, we're all looking for that battle. So yeah. uh, it's unfortunate. Okay, so what do you think about uh, what do you think about Eli? Like he showed his face at the uh, Alpine Stars gear launch yeah. at Washougal last weekend. Yeah, I saw that. And dropped a lot of hints that he's not done racing, right? Well, I mean, word is he's coming back, right? Yeah. So if you're uh, if you're Eli and you're hurt and you're watching what Jet's doing, is that motivating or is it uh, kind of like whoa? Well, you know, coming from the point of view have, who's been in that perspective, it's motivating for Eli, right? Because mm -hmm. he's like, I'm going to show you, and this is the same thing I did with Carmichael, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it didn't really work for me, uh, but I think maybe it can work for for Telmac. You know, he. Uh, <clears throat> He's had a strange, there was a strange, strange injury, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of people can't bounce back, but it looked like he's, his therapy's coming good. He's been two and a half months out. He's looking really good. Uh, and, you know, as a, as, a, as a guy who's been in that position, I feel like it's tough. It's tough to retire like that. Yeah. Like for him to sit home and go, look, my career was ended with this injury when I was winning. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a heartbreaker, right? So I didn't suspect that he was going to retire. I kind of felt like he was going to come back. And I think if he can come back this year and win some races, even if he doesn't win the title, let's say Jet or somebody else, whoever else wins the title, and he doesn't, which I think he's, is entirely possible. He can. Yeah. But if he doesn't and he wins some races, then he'll feel like, okay, I can go out on my own terms. Yeah. And I just think as a racer – you know, you always have this script of the ending of your career in your head. And it somehow never seems to go the way you, or at least from what I've seen. Yeah. It, it never goes the way that the, the rider really wants it to. I mean, Eli might have thought like, all right, I'm going to win this title and I'm going to go out, blaze of glory, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. You know, these guys can think about that one for a long time. Well, it didn't happen like that, you know. And uh, certainly my career didn't end the way I wanted it to end. Uh, it was a little really weird there the last couple of years, but uh, <clears throat> you know, when you're younger and you're winning everything, you're like you have this storybook ending, like hey, I'm gonna 
I'm going to win as much as I can. I'm going to be taken care of by these guys. And then, you know, it's, I'm just going to be whatever. I mean, there was no real ambassadors before I, yeah. like before I sort of mm-hmm. became an ambassador. Right. So I, uh, there was, but it was to a very small degree, but now it's kind of a position. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's like, I, I don't blame Eli cause he wants to come back and prove like, Hey, I mean, we all know it wasn't a fluke. So he, he could sit home and we know how badass he was. But in his mind, he's like, man, I got to come back and win some races and just go out how I want to go out. Yeah. Not not in an ambulance or whatever. So I don't blame him. But it's going to be a tough road. I mean, Jet's going to be strong. The other guys have to definitely get it in gear. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Hey, when you retired, when you're on the KTM and got hurt, dislocated your hip, you had the press conference and retired – were you 100% certain in your head you were done? And how long did it take for you to go, huh, maybe I'll come back? You know, I, I you, you guys all know what happened with me. Uh, Yamaha, you know, I got to the end of Yamaha, right? And uh, they wanted to pursue a different, you know, avenue with Billman and whatever. Uh, so, you know, I was still in the athlete mode of like, I'm going to show you, you know, you guys pissed me off. I'm going to show you. And then that's where the KTM situation came in. And, you know, I, I was still like, I still believe I had a lot of le- a lot left. Mm-hmm. I, I still felt like that. And then I was having a whole lot of injuries that year in 2002, right? And wasn't really riding good. So I don't blame them for feeling the way they did. But I was a little confused when they didn't want to sign me again. And, you know, I was still by far the most popular rider at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of bummed on that. And then it was more like, you know, hey, look, I'm going to do something different. And I'll show you what's up. Uh, obviously, that backfired on me. Um, but, you know, you always, you don't, you don't expect to go in there and get your pay cut. And, you know, you expect like, hey, man, I've, I've won three Supercross championships for you in a row. You hadn't won a Supercross title since 81. Yeah. So you, you kind of expect the same respect back, really. And it just didn't happen like that. But. You know, look, it's that, that stuff's the past. All the Yamaha guys are good friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a great experience. It was a little weird at the end, but it wasn't. It's nobody's fault. I mean, that's business. And uh, to go into the KTM situation, uh, you know, they, I think I just signed with them a little bit ahead of. I, I knew they they expressed where they wanted to go, right? yeah. and they certainly got there, right? I mean, when they signed Dungey and then things started happening, I mean, look where they're at now. It's amazing. So. I was just a little bit early on the spectrum for doing this, you know, basically signing for something like that. So, um, you were before the linkage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I called the BCS system what they had built in cartwheel system. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they didn't have a link. That's, that's what I called they, it. They had, that's they what had I the shock. No, they, no they called their shock the P- shock with a brain. It's called PDS P- or something. Yeah, PDS. Yeah. It's strange. Wasn't that big. It's strange. Yeah, brain was small. <laughs> on that one um but they quickly got away from it yeah right so they yeah. they made the right moves i mean it just it was a moto gp bike and it's what it was yeah and it was they figured it out quickly hey how bad did a dislocated <clears throat> hip hurt when you're laying there in the dirt yeah it hurt a lot yeah it hurt a lot like <clears throat> how long did it take to get put back in not until the hospital, right? Yeah, I, I got. I was in the ambulance, and I was telling them to hit me with more pain meds. Like this thing hurts a lot. I yeah. was hurting. Uh, for those of you who don't know, 
I was uh, riding a KTM, and the you guys you guys remember when the check valve used to come in the gas line that went into the gas cap from back in the day? Mm-hmm. I don't know if they run those anymore, but anyway, the 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 check valve malfunctioned, right in the in the cap. Okay. So it didn't allow the gas tank to vent. So it stalled. So ran the, out of gas. the fuel is gravity dropped right into the carburetor back then. Now now we have fuel pumps and all that, but. Uh, yeah, so the the fuel didn't drop, so I went over the triple and it ran out of gas. Really, so that's <laughs> that's kind of what happened. Anyway, I'm laying on the ground. Ambulance comes. This is in Corona, and uh, went to the hospital. And uh, it's a crazy story. I don't really remember all of it, but I do remember. And I always tell my wife this is funny because, um, my legs are kind of thick and you know whatever. And I'm laying on the thing, and <clears throat> I remember like waking up out of being out, like waking up, and there was a huge lady laying on me, <laughs> like laying on me to hold me down. And there was like three doctors pulling on my leg to get the thing back in. So uh, yeah, it was, and then I was like ah, and then back back to sleep. So it was pretty like a wild experience, and I, how I remember that I have no idea. Um, but I just remember waking up with this giant lady laying on me to hold me down. And, uh, did you go? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I think she was laying crosswise. So oh, okay. I was, I was out of that situation. But anyway, weird situation. Cause I just remember like, ah, and then back to sleep. So, um, yeah, it hurt a lot. My hip, I mean, having your hip come out is pretty painful. So yeah, I've only had a dislocated shoulder. At Washougal, and it was out the whole ambulance ride back, and then yeah, in the waiting room, and then when the doctor's all, let's check you out, you went, and it's went, popped went in. back in, yeah, like, and you were like, woo, yeah, and it I fell asleep, so good, right? I fell asleep because I had so much morphine. Oh right. Until that point, I slept for like an hour. Yeah, but I can't cool. imagine a hip because that's. I mean, they kept hitting me with the morphine, and I was like, they're like, do you do you feel pain relief? I'm like, no, <laughs> keep hitting that thing, yeah. keep hitting it. And uh, probably by the time I was at the hospital, which is what thirty minute ride to Temecula, right? Yeah. And I was just like, I was out to, I was on Mars at that time, hmm. which was good. I mean, it was painful. Okay, so you recover from that. So yeah, do I? Did, did you? You said did did I think I had more left in me or? Well, you know, you you had a press conference, I remember, and you like announced your retirement. Right. When did you decide? Dude, I got some more in, in the tank. Well, no. I mean, when I was riding World Supercross and I couldn't ride anymore, for some reason, the bike was not working. The, I was getting kicked over the bars. I'm like, I have to retire. That's mm-hmm. it. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> so then uh, the next few years were awesome. I The next year, I bought a couple more two-strokes. Back then, it was still, still two-stroke era. Mm-hmm. I bought like a couple different brands. I was riding them at my track in Temecula, which is the sickest track ever. And then uh, and then uh, then obviously, Kehoe and me are buddies. Yeah, all the Honda guys are friends of mine. Started doing a little riding on a Honda. I actually love the 04 like CR250 aluminum frame, mm-hmm. um, and started just riding with those guys and doing a little testing. They came out to my track, and then we started this thing, and and that's kind of how that worked, right? And then uh, then I was like, you know, I think I want to try a couple of races, and and then that's kind of how I just did like two or three races, and yeah. then that's it. I stopped. Yeah. But again, that was my way of going. I want to race again so I can go out on my own terms. Yeah. When I got the two fourths in a row, 
One in San Diego, one in Phoenix, right? The last 250 two-stroke hole shot mm-hmm. on the split lane. Did knack-knack on the first lap. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do. And then the next week, finished fourth in San Diego. Got the hole shot both weekends. Got to celebrate on the podium in San Diego with Carmichael, Reed, and Stewart. And me, mm-hmm. at that time, the four biggest names in the sport. And I was like, all right, this is cool. Now, now I'm good. Yeah. Now I can let it down. And you wrote a two-stroke. I, I wrote a two-stroke in, in Phoenix and then four-stroke the next week. Okay. Remember, um, you, you might remember, you, you're friends with James. So you, uh, in San Diego, in the heat, uh, I knocked James off the start. I hit him in the eye with my elbow. <laughs> yeah. Because I had the hole shot, and he was coming around, and I, like, pimped him off the line and knocked him off out of bounds, like, oh. off the track. And uh, I was like, oh, I was telling myself, I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to get smoked for this one because he's going to come up and get me. Yeah. Right? And uh, he came up. I'm second in the heat. I think Chad was leading. And uh, he comes up and just blows right by me. And I'm like, oh, man, that was, that was pretty freaking cool. Right? <laughs> he didn't pay me back. Well, he went up and started taking out Chad. He thought it was he Chad. Thought it was Chad. <laughs> he thought it was Chad. And Chad's like, after the race, he's like, what in the hell is going on? And uh, once he found out it was me, uh, like he didn't speak to me for two years. Really? And we talked about it on James's pod. It was pretty funny. <laughs> we had a good conversation about it. I mean, I'm a fan, but it, he was really mad at me for that. So it just, but that was it. After that, I finished fourth. He won the race. And then uh, that was it. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just. I'm yeah. Good. Are you glad that you uh, raced in the two stroke era as opposed to four? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have any experience racing four strokes really. So of course I'm glad. Yeah, I think uh, I worked it out. I did all right. So, yeah. do you? What do you think? Are four strokes? Uh, what have they done to the racing uh, landscape? Are they you know, there? I think the bike is impressive. It's a really good bike. Obviously, they've gotten a lot better since they came out. I think uh, it's changed the racing a lot. Mm-hmm. Then guys don't bank bars, and now if you go to pass a guy, a lot of guys just you know smash each other and take their front wheels out because they. You're going so fast, and I, and I don't blame them for this. I'm just saying you're going so fast that it's just dangerous when you're elbow to elbow all the time. And guys go down. It's everyone's going a lot faster, so the bike chases you down. Uh, the inertia is a lot different. Uh, with two strokes, it feel I feel like you know I feel like you could you could battle a lot harder. The lines going into corners were a lot different. You know you had a little inside outside stuff that you don't really see now. So. I mean, you know, two-stroke era for me was kind of the prime time of racing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not impressed with what's going on. To ride a 450 that as fast as these guys do is pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's impressive for sure. So, um, you know, I, I don't know what to say. I, I'm, I raced in the two-stroke era, and that's, I never raced a four-stroke other than San Diego. I got fourth that one night, but that's mm-hmm. it. So, uh. You know, you're a Kawasaki guy now, and uh, we just, the last time I rode with you was at the Kawea kind of uh, KX450 SR day. Yeah, yeah, it was a couple and, of weeks uh, back. Yeah, so you think about it, that you can buy a SR at the dealership, and it works the way it works. Yeah, it's pretty It's impressive. pretty crazy, right? Yeah, because back in the cool. day, in the height of two strokes, still, you couldn't really race a bone stock one. Well, I mean, I think... Uh, you know, honestly, I think you probably have a better chance of racing a stock bike back then 
against a race bike than you do now yeah. racing a stock yeah, bike yeah. against a race race bike. Um, the Kawasaki KX450 SR is an amazing machine. The engine's strong. It like gives you all the things that you would ever do as a privateer if you're going to go work on your bike, have someone work on your bike, right? Whoever's doing motors at the time, pipe, silencer, all this stuff. So the bike is really fills in a lot of the gaps in the motor. Mm-hmm. The the roll-on power and out of the corners is pretty amazing. Uh, it makes it really fun. Yeah, it makes it really fun. However... Um, a guy, I guess a guy that doesn't have any access to any race, anything, the SR is a great option. You know, it's a great option. Uh, now, now, are we, are we saying that's as fast as what the guys races, you know, race with? Maybe not, but it's pretty close. Yeah. You know. Did you know uh, Nichols raced mine? He did. Yeah, Cole Nichols raced mine at Washougal and went ten ten. There you go. He just had. Uh, I think I was with I was at Glen Helen last week and he was riding, but he had a problem with his. Was something something was going on? So yeah, yeah. So he had to send someone back to get a part and this and that. Right, right, right. But yeah, yeah. I saw him there. That dude, that day was so hot practicing. It was like a hundred and one at noon. Yeah. I was like, what am I doing here? That's why even yeah. here today, right? We're riding in the rain. I'm like, riding in the rain is better than riding at home right now. Yeah. My uh-huh. eyes got jacked from riding yesterday. There's so I got mud in my eyes because I took my goggles off because you couldn't see anything. Yeah. And. Man, my eyes, I've been rubbing them all day, all night. Man. I ran roll-offs today. I see them over huh? there, and they look yeah. pretty, pretty hammered. <laughs> pretty rich out, yeah. You ran roll-offs? You brought roll-offs here? Yeah, because I saw the weather forecast, and it was going to rain. Wow. That's prepared. <laughs> Preparedness right there. So what do you think? Reader question and the shot. You, you can pour it. I okay, poured it's going to be a small one, because I, I know what happened last I time. I poured them too strong last time. Yeah. You got nope. us all on tilt last time, so... <laughs> A poor little one, just a okay, little. Okay, I'll one. look for uh, a question on my side. So, all right, I'll check on my side. I just got. All right, for those of you who don't know, that's just a little bit of little splash of tequila. Let's see. <laughs> no. <laughs> no what? Yeah, I got lone wolves in. Post the video of me crashing. DL, someone said to tell you to share the bottle. okay big bub dizzle says do shots like last time you went live oh here let's do a shot now okay cheers cheers oh that's the smoky one that's good oh reposado right there yeah definitely smoky it's almost like mezcal not bad not bad Oh, someone says, got to stop doing these in the hotels and go set up at Fanatic Co. You know, that oh. sick bike shop down the street. Yeah, I was over there earlier. I bought some chain lube on my bike. We washed our bikes yesterday from being so muddy. Yeah, did you wash and them? I didn't, no, because we, we, okay. we ended at Creekside. Creekside, yeah. And they have a full wash rack at the end. Mm-hmm. And then we rode back on the road. And it was like so far. On downhill bikes. And it was pouring rain. Yeah. Whoa, dude, my chest bikes. is warm right now. So we had to stop and take put our seats as high as we could get them so yeah. we could get back. So you could battle? Oh, and, and on the way back, there was a these guys were like a little bit ahead of me because I was lagging. And 100 feet in front of them, there was traffic stopping. Uh-huh. A guy with a truck and trailer comes wide open. Not He must have been watching them or not looking. He almost tags them, so he swerves right, almost took these guys out. Oh, shit. On the road. That's no yeah, good. Yeah, it was sketchy. 
Good thing. If they were 100 feet ahead, they would have got taken out. Hey, so this guy, Big Bub Dizzle, says, if I remember right, Mrs. Mrs. MC called and put an end to the last one. <laughs> oh, Kim did? Yeah. She might have. I don't know. There's don't no know questions. There's just statements here. Come on, guys. Uh, you have a question on yours? Waving hands. I'm just looking. Just, just tire recommendations. Okay, Big Bub Dizzles keeps commenting. So how about a question then, guy? Says Mrs. Corey MC's Wharf's watching. What's up, Corey? Yo. Spot MX says, say hello to Brazil. McGrath, you are my hero. Oh, says, some... Say hello to Brazil. What's hey, up, Brazil? Brazil? Can't wait to go down there and see, see the boys. Oh yeah, Brazil is where you. Uh, yeah, we shot you steel fell roots off, there. But you fell off a knack knack or something. I did do that. Yeah, I huh? fell off a knack knack one night at a show. But I also in steel roots. You guys remember when I hit was on the sand dunes on that bank, and I hit that thing and it bucked me straight over the bars. It was a helicopter shot. Yeah, um, can't wait to get down there and see Andre and the boys, at uh, the Three Bros guys, maybe Cacao. Good times. We call him the burnt chicken. Really? Yeah, it was it was uh, Rodney Smith's mechanic back in the day. Oh, Rodney Smith. Such good know. guys. Such good guys down there. Love those guys. Dude, I just um, got. Let's I see. Just this got this question hand. says, "Big Bub Dizzle." Yeah, there you go. Does you got that one? Well, he's the guy that's been commenting. Does Deegan have the confidence to win the outdoors? Man, I would say it sure seems like it after this last weekend. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, you're like, man, he. You know, like what happened? Like, kind of bogged down a little bit, but man, this weekend was unreal. Yeah, unreal. Yeah. What do you think Brian was doing in the seven days between uh, was it Southwick and uh, Washougal? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't think he could say a whole lot. I mean, this this is first year riding. I mean, like, look at the rookie season he's had. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, he's he can't really say a lot. He's way better I, than his dad ever was. I love, <laughs> yeah. Well, he I mean, hasn't he won is. a super. He hasn't won a super. To be honest. Yet. Well, he will. He he, he will win a supercross, yeah. and it won't be long. What do you think? Do you think uh, Danger Boy Ghost rides his bike? Mm. I know that there's probably some pressure there to do it. There probably is some huh? pressure to do it. Yeah, I think. I don't know, man. What he do might you, do it. But you, they're well, more they're more worried about the YouTube than they yeah, are maybe. Yeah. Maybe the AMA, AMA, I think. Yeah, I, th I don't know. Penalties. I think they could probably. I mean, what they he's impressive that. though. The kid's impressive. He's riding good, and what I like about it is he has a lot of heart. He he will not quit. No. Which is cool. I mean, he's got a lot of tenacity. Mm -hmm. Really impressive. What uh, what do you think about him coming in, doing what he's doing in his rookie year? It's super impressive, right? It's great. But yeah. at the same time, you have guys like yourself or James or Ricky who came in as rookies or Adam who won his first Supercross. Well, I think, you know, it's, it's, uh, we were talking about it earlier, you know, last year at this time, he was riding Loretta's in the B class, B yeah, class, yeah, not A class, yeah. B class. He, he leapfrogged. So, I mean, yeah, you got to look at it like that. I mean, it's pretty impressive. I don't know. I think, uh, it's, it's the best, you know, best up and coming kid we've seen in a long time. I mean, it's weird cause Jet's just coming off 252, right? Mm -hmm. So these two kids, Jet's moving up and he's. You know, and, and Hunter's impressive, too. Uh, so is next year Honda Factory going to be Hunter and Jet? 
That's what yeah. it is on four fifty. I believe so. I, and I know. I heard Shimoda on Shimoda on two fifty. Yeah, Shimoda. He's really riding well too. Yeah. That second moto at Southwick. I mean, he looked like he was on rails. Just dirt surfing. Just looks so good. Ah. <sighs> so I don't know. Let me let me see what we got here. Looking for another one. Come on, we needed a good question so I could do another shot. Oh, come on, no more shots right now. Oh. Oh. Ah. Kyle Beatty says, hey, Jeremy, did you ever ride a CR250 in 93 through 95 in Cambridge, Ontario, Canada? I think I used to watch you ride. No. Would you? No. You wouldn't have been there, right? I went, to, I went to Toronto and raced Supercross back in the day with Ross, the rollerball Peterson. Yeah. And Valancourt and those guys back, back then. Uh, Sirwall was racing probably, I think. It was like the Molson Toronto Canadian Supercross or something like mm -hmm. that. And I only raced that when I was on Team Green. So that was like 90 and, I don't know, 90 maybe, 89, 90 even. Mm -hmm. 91 I was already factory Honda, so um, I didn't really get to race any of those other races. So You know what's funny is, is my, uh, my impression as a kid of Canadian motocross was I saw a picture of Ross Rollerball Pedersen yeah. uh, in motocross action. And it looked like he was racing in a gravel field. Like the whole track was littered with like baseball sized rocks. And so I just thought, oh, Canadian motocross is just all about rocks. My sister's on here. What's up, Trace? <clears throat> I don't know what she's saying. I remember that day clearly. It felt like a funeral. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean my retirement day? Okay, I get it. Hey, yeah, so. It felt uh, like that to me too. It's so easy. 83 says, why doesn't anyone do a trick anymore on the triple on the last lap? Uh, you know, I don't really know. That. That's a great question. You know, I mean, do they do one handers anymore or anything? Finish line jump. They kind of do a little something, right? Yeah. Moose can keeps doing those damn heel clickers. I mean, no one really has a signature trick. Yeah. So, so hey, I what kinda, do you think? I kind of was pressured. To, I was pressured to do that. Yeah. Yeah. The gun? Huh? The gun. The finger guns? Yeah. Oh, Jet? He's yeah. running the gun? No, Webb. Oh, oh Webb web points back. But uh, speak, he, speaking of knack Johnson knack. did that. Okay, so your knack-knack influenced a bunch of people <clears throat> to do knack-knack, right? Like, so, like, Reed did them. Yeah. You know, like, a lot of people did them. Were you ever impressed with anyone else's knack-knack? Did anyone take the knack-knack to the next level? Tom Parsons can do a knack-knack. <laughs> Yeah. Way better than me, I think. But, I mean. He, he does it like Axel can do it, too. Like, crazy. Like, upside down when they wick it, you know, whip it like yeah. that. And then they're under the under knack kind of. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. So, that, that for me, is, like, the only one. I know McNeil does them, too. These are freestyle guys, though. So, um, they're not really moto guys. Um, yeah. What I know about Ken, his eraser? Kennard was working on them for a while. He was, he was always, like, showing me, like, hey, how's this? How's this? He was always trying to get it. <laughs> Um, Canard's uh, is famous for his like, yeah, his head I mean, whip. Uh, he he would scrub it a little too good, maybe that's why he was caught yeah, a kept, front wheel. Kept breaking his femur. Uh, Brett Q can do a knack. Yeah, he can do a knack really good. Mm-hmm. Bogle. Bogle, yeah, Bogle does it good. Yeah, Bogle's good at it. I saw Bogle last week at Glen Helen too. That was cool. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, are you done with short course racing? 
Yeah, there is really no short course racing anymore. Um, Lucas kind of a the Lucas series kind of just went down, but there's another thing called Champ right now, off road, which is really cool, and it's Midwest again, so it's Crandon. Uh, there's a couple other those tracks back there in the Midwest that's mm-hmm. that are really cool. They have a lot of a lot of history riding, racing off road and stuff. So it's really cool to see. Um, there's a track called ERX that looks like a supercross for trucks. It's really really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I won the title for Maxis in '18, and uh, I ran the series in '19. But you know, it's just it's really it's. It took me eight years to figure out how to really win a lot. And, uh, you know, you spend a lot of money doing it. Yeah. Is, is stuff like that, like short course racing, is it financially rewarding or is it no. like a rich man's sport? It, yeah. You have to have a sponsorship or you have to be really well off, really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, to be honest, I, once I got the title, I was like, look, I can't, I don't feel good about spending other people's money like this. <laughs> uh, you know, luckily I was great. You know, good good enough to have partners like Maxis, of course, and and uh, a lot of the other partners I had were just amazing. So, um, you know, we spent probably five, six, seven hundred a year on that. Wow. So it's a lot of money. You have to have a lot of you have to have employees. You have to have a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, you it's had way a, bigger you than had a race shop. You had employees. And by the way, I was on the small end of the budget side. That so, race shop was the small end. Yeah, we, what I had started? going on was as as budget as you can do it uh, to your, to still be able to win races. Had your own t-shirt like I got, machine. I got, yeah, but I got that on trade, dude. Come on, <laughs> I'm a hustler. Hust- I'm a hustler. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, it's Deacon did it with me. He spent a lot more than I spent for yeah. sure. His stuff was, he always had a lot of good stuff. Um, <clears throat> when he was winning. The mm-hmm. last few years that he did it, he sort of short budgeted a little bit, just like I did, really. I mean, at the end, you kind of dial it back a little bit. But, um, you know, when Lucas kind of left, it went, it kind of went a little bit like weird. And then they, they now they got it going back at Cranon and, and mm-hmm. uh, back there. So, anyway, stoked for those guys. It's a cool series and it is fun. It really is fun. Is that kind of racing? Um, like I know when you race off road trucks, you have, to preserve the truck to make not in short time. course short course you just no, send it wide open did you ever like break a wheel off or just oh i had smashes? the crashes i crashed in reno going 110 mile an hour um renazetter hit me like this i went sideways and literally the the pit exit we were on this gnarly track in this rock quarry it's all up on a hill and there was 110 mile an hour straight up we were going wide open mm-hmm. and i had to run down this side and he the next corner was a left, right? So we land and go up, up the thing and turn left. Well, I'm, I got a nice run. I'm coming down this side way faster than he is. I'm going to pass him. And he jumps over like this to set up for the corner. Hit me like this. And, and I'm sliding like this. And the pit exit where we get done with the race and we drive out yeah, is right on this straightaway, right? So it's like a 30 foot exit and there's K rail all the way up the thing. And, uh, I'm going sideways, locked up brakes. There's a big tractor tire right in front of the K-rail. I hit the tractor tire going 106 mile an hour. It moved three sections of K-rail. Oh, shit. And I go into a barrel roll into a flip at like 100 miles an hour. 
It was so gnarly. Did and you get I, hurt? No, I I was like all... I was we like woozy, you know, like almost got knocked out kind of thing. G yeah. the G force, and got out of the truck. And I it was if it would have caught fire, it might have it would have been bad. It would have yeah. been really bad. So, yeah, look at this. Boom! Oh, dude. Yeah, that's so the funny thing about that is or not funny really had i got squirrely and went out that exit you could have killed everybody no else. no no out the exit there was a 300 foot like we're on our side of a mountain we're in a oh, quarry shit. i would have jumped off like Thelma and louise yeah i would have jumped off like possibly to my death yeah it would have been really bad we wouldn't be here doing our second shot no we wouldn't actually yeah <laughs> To, to the guy that didn't want to do this again. Look at this guy. It's making my thumb yeah, and my He's a bad influence. Feels better now. Hmm. Hmm. A little heavier. <laughs> huh? Pour a little heavier. Yeah. Oh, you didn't tease me. What's this? I'm, I'm going to save a little, yeah. dude. Milking it. All right. I'm not going to be on the floor like you are. <laughs> Last time. <clears throat> did you wrap me in the towel? I might have. You were, yeah, you were hurt. I was wrapped in a towel and yeah. woke up in the patio, the balcony. Yeah. I did that too when I was about 23 <laughs> in Vegas with Goldschlager. Oh, yeah, Goldschlager. Yeah, yeah that was bad. Okay, so, let's, let's see. Let's see what we got over here. Are we here all week? No, I'm leaving tomorrow. Uh, grown ups. Mike Nidle, my Mike Niddle says, uh, "How about we all hit Pirates Cove when you guys get back?" What's Pirates Cove? Havasu? Pirates Cove's in Havasu. It's not in Havasu. It's in to like, is that the forty on the river? I don't know. I don't like Pirates Cove much. It's kind of like, yeah. I don't like Havasu because you, I'm too fat to be without a shirt. Yeah, join the club. Dude. <laughs> Uh, Jay Vannerman says, do you think they should start racing 125s again at the pro level? <laughs> this guy's like, are you drinking a Bud Light? Are you kidding me, a dude? Bud Light. <laughs> I wouldn't be here if they had that stuff here. So what do you think? What? Should we have 125s at the pro level? Some sort of... Uh... I think definitely we should have two strokes somewhere. Yeah. I, I don't know about 125. Have you ridden a 125 lately? I haven't ridden a 125 I mean, since like I watched you ride scooter. that one. <laughs> it feels like a scooter. Like when you so rode that slow. one in uh, Salt Lake City. In Utah? You were like paddling like you're on a skateboard. <laughs> well, I mean, we were at 5,000 feet, though. Yeah. Or we yeah, were at 4,500 yeah. 4, right? feet, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what was wrong with that bike. It can't possibly be that slow, right? <laughs> no, I think that thing was rushed. I mean, it was a nice-looking bike and all that, but some it, it had an 85 engine in it or something. Yeah. It was so bad. I just remember you came out of a corner, y'all. You just looked at me. <laughs> I mean, there was a big double there. I wouldn't jump the double. Remember? I'm like, yeah. I'm not jumping this double on this thing. Yeah. Uh, but I think 125s are sick, though, because the mile per hour is so low. You have to keep the momentum. I think they should be 200s. 200s? 200 two strokes. Like, because you rode a 150 before, right? Yeah, it's pretty 150s fun. 150s are rad. 150s fun. Mm -hmm. But 200 would be good. Two, the 250s they're riding now. Are faster and have more horsepower than the two fifties two strokes that we rode. Yeah, yeah. So, I think it'd be. Uh, I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of people having like I'm building one right now. I'm building a new KX, uh, two thousand four. The one with that Dino Port pipe on it? No, that's not. That wasn't my bike. Who's I borrowed that? that bike. 
The one, one that was in the shop that I was swearing was a 250, but it was really one. Oh no, no, that one's in the container. That's in no. This I bought okay. another one. No, uh, that I'm building a 144 right now. Mitch just mm. built me a motor for 144, so I'm excited to ride that, and I think that. Um, you know, I think, I don't know, it, it is kind of a big jump, right? These days from 85cc two-stroke mm-hmm. to 250F. That's a big, pretty big jump. Yeah, 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 totally. And then to go from like two-stroke to four-stroke, that's a whole nother deal. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's room for it, especially now that popularity of two-strokes is coming back. It's really popular. Mm-hmm. And KTM and Husqvarna and Yamaha, and they're all building them. What's uh, crazy is that like KTM has continued to push the development, right? Totally. A modern KTM 250 is scary. Like two I, stroke. Yeah. Like I. I mean, I, they have 300 now. 300 now. The 300, 300 fuel is, injection. Yeah, but the 300 is pretty sick. It feels like a four stroke. Because it's, so it's fuel injected. Yeah, but uh, one year, uh, Suzuki loaned me a 125 RM and a 250 frame, a 250 aluminum chassis. And Alex Ray and I both raced it at the Two Stroke Worlds. It was super fun. But I also had a KTM 250 to race in a second class. 250, and, two stroke. Yeah. And I went out in practice and was like, no. Too fast? It was scary. So I let Ryan Surratt race I it. think everything feels slow these days compared to 450. I mean, I have a KX500. You saw my KX500. <laughs> it's a sick build. Things so fun. Yeah. But it feels like a 250, two stroke. Yeah. It, feels, uh-huh. it just feels super slow, mellow. You ride a good 450 SRKX. Yeah. You're like, whoa, this is good. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. There's room for two strokes for sure, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be cool in Supercross if they did it. Um, whether it needs to be, I think they should allow 250 two strokes to race against 250 F's, right? F's yeah. in Supercross. That'd be really cool. I think you'd see how the field grow. I agree. You know, we did, uh, they were going to do that, remember? In pro racing, they were going to let 250 two strokes race. Mm-hmm. And when I was at Transworld, I got a 250F and a 250YZ. And Jason Lawrence came yep. out and we did lap times. And he was like two and a half seconds faster at Paris, that little track. Paris, on a two stroke? On a two stroke. And I remember when we were doing the test, Davey calls me and goes, Hey, w- what's the results or how's it going? I told him, He goes, Dude, thank you for telling me that. And then they shut down the rule. Oh, no way. That yeah. sucks. I saw a good question pop up. It said, was Jeff Emig your biggest and most fa- favorite rival? I can't see this. You guys are, don't be aware. Um, yeah, well, Jeff Emig was known to be my biggest rival, right? Yeah. I mean, he, uh, you know, he was amazing outdoors. Uh, <clears throat> pretty hard to beat. Super cross, he got decent. He was all right. Um, of course, he won the title that year. Uh, I always say it's the year I made him famous. It's pretty funny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Jeff Jeff and I were rivals for sure. Uh, we didn't like him much when I was racing, but we get along now. Really, it's all good. Do you like good. him now? Yeah, I don't I don't mind him. I, I actually miss him doing the broadcast and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we get along good. Um, if you want to hang out with him, go to Wood Ranch Barbecue in Corona any night of the week. Every night he's there? And he's there. Really? Every night. I thought he lives in, like, the beach, down at the beach. No, he has that grocery store at the beach, but he oh, lives so in Corona. He, oh, he does? Yeah, he lives in Dos Lagos. Hmm. Lives oh. by chicken, dude. Yeah, chicken yeah, yeah. In, chicken, chicken lives in Dos Lagos. Chicken. Matasevich. 
Dude, we just had chicken on the uh, SML show. One of my favorites. And uh, is he doing okay? He hurt himself. Yeah, dude, call, he broke his him. neck. Yeah, I gotta call him. He's okay now. He's riding again. He is. Yeah, but when he broke his neck, he was doing something he wasn't supposed to do right away. And the incision where they put all the plates and everything went. Opened up. Opened up. Dude, looked like a big old vagina on the back of his neck. Ooh. And Ouch. he had to go to the hospital and get stitched. Yeah, I called him a couple of times just to check on him, see how he was. And he's yeah. like, no, nah, I'm not riding yet. I'm not riding. But maybe he should go golfing with me instead of riding. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, so we had him on the show. And I was like, hey, because he made a – he was on our show when we were originally at Callaway Golf, like in the studio. Yeah, I remember, there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was asking about his rivalries and stuff. And he's like, oh, Bradshaw. <clears throat> are you – friends with Bradshaw now after all this time passed? And he goes, no, no, no way. And I'm all, shut up, really? And That's he goes, so funny. And he's like, yeah, dude. And then his wife invited me to his 40th birthday party, surprise party. Damon's on party? On Facebook. Yeah. And he goes, I wrote back, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> no way. But, That's uh, funny. Chicken don't have any friends. Huh? You don't really well, have a whole lot of friends. Maybe that's why he always comes when I, mean, I ask he, him to come over. <laughs> he's freaking cool, dude. I love chicken. But, but uh, he, 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 it seems like he's like, he don't like many people, so... Like, so, I'm just a fan, and I used to ride. Like, I remember the days I used to ride at the Cowie track. They'd, they'd let me ride, and it was him and Wardy, and it was, like, 89 and 90. I was Team Green. I was nobody at the time, but I loved Chicken and Wardy at the time. And uh, we were riding at DeLeo's place there in Corona, and, and it was dry as shit, dude. We, like, you didn't get water back then, dude. Yeah, it was just yeah. it was a track. It was dry. Here's your spot. Just ride. And uh, I used to go riding with those guys in the hill in the hills and stuff. It was so fun. And uh, I was just so in awe, you know, of those guys. Because Matasevich, he had a big, he had a big aura. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's, yeah. He's super stylish. And uh, the Ferrari and the, you know, all the stuff. And uh, it was really, it was really cool. So um, I, I just, you know, today we go riding. These days we stay in touch. And he's like, yeah, let's go golfing. And like, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty fun. His, um, you ever go to Jamie, his brother, the, those guys, they do a lot of support for the fire department. Mm-hmm. For the Cal Fire guys, they buy a lot of they buy a lot of like sticks, like some hydro sticks from us, mm-hmm. uh, from Arma, and like they buy um, ten thousand sticks or whatever at a time oh, and wow. supply them to the fire department. It's pretty cool. So, um, not only is Chicken a friend, I'm a fan, of course, of his old his career and stuff, but um, we do a little business together, so it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, he so he made a big deal about this rival rivalry with Bradshaw. Yeah, and then. Seriously, just a couple months later, remember when Bradshaw came out for like some fly thing and crashed in the wall at Paris after the back table? So Over all, up against the, 90, the mountain thing? Yeah. yeah so yeah, he yeah, and Chicken yeah. were dicing it out, and no Bradshaw eats shit, breaks both of his wrists, and Chicken is the one who goes, he turned around because he saw it. And, and checked on him? And gave him and Chicken's son, Jacob, gave Bradshaw a ride back to the pits. And I'm all, okay, wow. so that happened. That's cool, man. Did is you guys talk it out? Is that a truce? Uh, is it a truce? He goes, oh, no. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, I didn't talk to him. I just said, hey, get on the back. <laughs> and he took it back. I go, you haven't talked to him he since? He did that on purpose. And he goes, no. And I said, wow, you stopped and took it, helped him. And he goes, well, if I had taken him down, I wouldn't have stopped. <laughs> I would have kept going. But, uh. Have you been to Vegland? His uh, family's business. No, I haven't though. Dude, it's huge. Chase, yeah, I Chase and I cool. went there. It's crazy. He was trying to give me Brussels sprouts and that's so and all cool. this stuff. So let's see. Someone Great. asked me if I had the NSX. I don't have the NSX. 
Oh, that thing was sick. Yeah, I, I see them today on the road, and they look so small. It's so funny. That used to be like kind of like the American supercar t- type thing. It was so funny. I did have that thing going 167 on the 15, though. Mm. I think me. you went 167 on Railroad Canyon Road and got pulled over. No, nah, not 167. <laughs> I did it on the 15 on the way home from Wyndham's house. We were playing <laughs> poker one night. We came home on the 15. I made it from Corona to Canyon Lake in 11 minutes. Jesus. Yeah, it was quick. All right. Uh, I mean, I was shitting my pants. I was going so fast. I'm like, if a cop pulls out, I'm just keep it floored. <laughs> there ain't no away. way I'm stopping. I'm going wide open. So, and you know, you do those things where you're like, okay, I'm committed. Like, if a, if a cop comes out, I'm committed to running. So that's that's how that was. Have you ever been arrested? No. No? No. Just pulled mm-hmm. over for speeding? <laughs> Diaz. Diaz clearing his throat in the corner. No. No, I have not. I might have been thrown in the, uh, you know, the holding cell for once. Yeah. Right I didn't on. get arrested. Scotty well, 111. Well, I, I, I did get in handcuffs, though. Oh, once. yeah? Once. Nice. Scotty 111 says, how good was the 98YZ with the 94 cylinder? Was it as good as the 99 engine? Uh, the 98 chassis was really good, uh, but it took us a long time if... if Anyone remembers the European results from that year? Remember Button won Geneva Supercross. I couldn't do anything that offseason. That was right when I signed with Yamaha. Um, we had to work out the front geometry for the forks and stuff to get it to where I wanted it to be mm-hmm. uh, with the rate bearing races and stuff like that. So I struggled a little bit in the very beginning with the with the with just the geometry. The engine was great, right? Mm-hmm. Lust just left. He went to Honda what they did with the cylinder and with the motor and stuff was great. We had a little struggles with the clutch. So Wayne Henson and Ron and the boys at Henson really hooked the bike up with that. Um, but more importantly, I was just trying to get the front traction to where I needed to be. Once we got that dial, that started winning all the races. So I'm going to, I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, okay. I have to go pee. DL, why don't you step in? Yeah, we got we have we have we have DL Wood here, famous uh, jet ski racer and stunt man. Well, well, yeah. well. Yeah, my first podcast. Why? Why were you clearing your throat over there? I, something tickles in my throat. <laughs> did the uh, did the big multi chug swig you took of this Montalobos? Does it warm your chest yet? I got a funny feeling down there. Yeah. yeah. Did you notice that Jeremy's milking this shot here that I poured? Pussy. Huh? <laughs> Somebody actually said hello to D.L. from Texas. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, it was a ways up. But uh, what did you guys do today since you didn't ride? We did fuck all. Yeah? We watched the weather. We watched the forecast. It looked like, you know, it was going to clear, but it never did it rained less it rained more it rained less it rained more i just was messaging with a friend though that went up about three and he said it was amazing so much grip yeah it was good so tomorrow uh should be probably one of the best days of mountain biking ever mm-hmm. i hope we get to ride together yeah i hope so we gotta we gotta do some photos and uh, all that stuff tomorrow first yeah maybe Before so we go. we're gonna do crab apples tomorrow yeah Go big or go yeah. home. Dude, my hand might come off. Well, what I, are we going to talk about? I've never been anyone, on a podcast. Anyone looking or watching this, go look up crab apples at, at Whistler. 
check out the section. Yeah, we need to do that tomorrow. Though. It's some big ones. It's like moto jumps. All right, well, now this is my podcast, so let's talk about me. <laughs> about right, you? you what do you guys want to talk about? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. What do you do during the week? You know, I'm pretty busy. Yeah? Yeah. I've got, I've got, uh, I've got a lot of things going on. Okay. Right. If you can't explain them, get out of the seat. Yeah. All right. I kept it warm for you. <laughs> Thanks, for keeping um, my, Thanks for keeping my seat warm. I noticed there's some still in there. All right. All right. All right. Whatever. Yeah. Now I can refill. I'm good. I'm good. Just take it easy. You're going to be out on the balcony. I'm going to have to wrap a towel around you again. No, no. I'll be, I'll be fine. Just splash it. That's good. Just splash Oh my gosh. No, they're even. Don's fault, not mine. I'm not uh-huh. doing anything. Do you think Kim is watching right now? Nope. No? That might Rowan be. and Bergen might be. Rowan and Bergen? Hi, Rowan and Bergen. My sister is. Dude, we're not drinking this right now. No. Oh, wait. Take it easy. Did DL ever race jet skis against Slasher? Yes, he did. Did Slasher used to own him? Uh, <laughs> I mean, Slasher was pretty badass. So, I, I, I don't know. I beat him once. <clears throat> okay. And he, I have video of it. Okay, good. I'm, I'm going to let him say that, not me. Hey, um, so, you know, Johnny O is coaching the Lawrence's now, right? Right. And then you had Gary Semex coaching you? I did, yeah. Have you ever coached someone or been approached to, or, and why don't you? Because it seems like you have a wealth of knowledge and experience to pass on to someone. Or is it something that you're not interested in doing? Mm, you know, I'm not really that big. I mean, I've been asked. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have been asked several times, actually. Uh, but I'm not that big on telling people what to do, sort of, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it always has fascinated me, actually, to, to hear that Johnny is their riding coach. So I would like to know what that consists of. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm always confused when I hear that. And... and um, you know, RC, like I'm a huge fan of Johnny O. He was an amazing rider and uh, even got my helmet painted like him when I was in 87 when I was a novice. My my dad's friend, Steve Signs, who painted signs at the time, painted my helmet. And I was like, I want this helmet paint job. It was all white with a little like Johnny O, blue and orange back here. Mm-hmm. So um, Johnny is one of my favorites. He really is. He's amazing. Uh, but I always wonder, like, okay, what what does that consist of, you know? Because Carmichael really gives them a lot of credit, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm just saying it's pretty cool, but what does that consist of? So yeah. I don't really know. I know Johnny is, a, is an amazing athlete. He trains a lot, yeah. and he rides his bike a lot, so his fitness level is amazing, even, you know, at our older ages. So that probably, you know, a lot of times you just need someone to really be there to inspire you and kick you in the butt to make sure you get it done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, yeah, it always I'm always interested in what that is. You know? yeah. I don't know. Uh, as far as me being a riding coach, I don't know. First of all, I don't want to travel. Right? Yeah. You don't want to go. I to mean, I've, yeah. I get this question a lot. I've been asked to be on TV I've been asked to be, you know, a riding coach. I've been asked to be whatever. And I'm just not interested in traveling. I'm just not. 
Yeah. I love being at home with my wife, with my kids, and we have a great we have a great schedule. It's super cool. And I get to ride my dirt bike and ride my mountain bike and hang with my kids and hang with my wife and um, we have we just have a great schedule. So like I don't want to spend my weekends on the road. Yeah, absolutely. So um you know, I know I know just some guys like it and and look, I loved all that when I was racing, right? Mm-hmm. But if I can't race, I don't want to travel like that. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's yeah. just it's not worth it. So no. You know what's funny is like you're uh, <clears throat> I think I've asked this before, like your kids obviously realize what a legend you are in the sport and everything, but I think when they get a little older, they're gonna really appreciate the fact that all of your accomplishments through your career allowed you to live this life with them as they were growing up. Yeah. And the time that you're spending with your kids right now is like 10 times more than any average person does, right? Like, Yeah, no, totally. I wake up every morning and send them off to school, even though they're in high school now, right? So I yeah. get up every morning with them. Uh, and, you know, look, when you're a kid, you don't recognize that stuff, right? Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm happy, right? Because I get to spend time with my daughters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, someday they'll realize like, wow, that was a really cool time, right? Yeah, it was yeah. a really cool time. And I'm, I'm very fortunate for that. But do I want to fill up my time? Like, I fill up my time with a lot of stuff Monday to Friday. I'm as busy, busy as I want to be. Yeah. And I'm fortunate enough to not be able, not have to take anything I don't want to take, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely don't want to be on go away on the weekends. You know, I've done that my whole life. I've done yeah. that since I was 19 years old or 18 years old. And uh, all the way until I was like 35, right? And uh, I'm lucky that I don't have to do that, but I just don't want to do that. Is it pretty crazy to think that at, at in your 50s now, right? Yeah. You're still influential enough and adored enough from your time as the champion of our sport yeah. to still draw paychecks for endorsements. Yeah, that's you pretty amazing. I mean? That's, that's pretty badass. Amazing. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I sometimes feel bad about it. <clears throat> I don't know for what reason, but it's just because I'm pretty conservative, you know. I think yeah. I'm just like, I don't. I don't want to make it hard on anybody else. I just think, but, uh, you know, I'm really lucky, really fortunate. It's been a great time. I, I still love the sport. I, I mean, if I'm going to pop something on TV, I'm putting on motocross, I'm putting on supercross. And so I'm a huge fan and, uh, I still ride my dirt bike a lot. That's what I love the most. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, I have a lot of friends in the, in, in the industry and, and, uh, it's, it's like family. It really is. So, I spent 20, 30 years doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like to take it at my own pace, not, not any, anyone else's pace, really. And uh, that's just most important for me. And I think uh, as far as, like, <clears throat> being a coach and being a trainer and being all that stuff, I just, it's, I'm just maybe just not cut out for that. So um, I love where I'm at. It's good. Yeah. Um, so motocross is cool. It's a cool sport because – it's completely, uh, if you take away the racing aspect, it's completely based on your individual experience, right? Like you could suck. You'd be this turd on the vet track, but if you clear this little tabletop for the first time, you're just like, <laughs> dude, personal best uh, play such a That's big really role what it's in about. your own experience, yeah, personal right? Personal best, yeah. So sure. as you're at your age right now, and when you go out and you ride, do, are you riding and do you still feel like, dude, I'm hauling ass? Or are you like, when, 
I'm such a sled now that I'm 50. Or like, because like right now, <clears throat> I still get as pumped riding a dirt bike as did. I ever did. You yeah, know, and I know yeah, I'm yeah. slower than I used to be, but it still feels as fast. And in my I, head, I'm like, dude, I'm yeah, faster. You know, now. I think honestly, I, I mean, I'm slow for sure. I mean, I'm I'm definitely probably slower than I was at my peak, obviously. Uh, 450 makes things a little bit better, right? I'm, I'm older, but I mean, I get a dose of reality when the young kids like come by <laughs> me and they scrub it and they're just flat off the tip. I'm like, and I think I'm staying low and they're just like, you know, way lower than me. But but I still go out to the local tracks and I chase the young gu- the young guys, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, it's flattering, right? So I go out and there's guys that still want to chase me around, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Dude, is that um, the a pain young in the guys ass are thing? always want to they always want a shot at the title, yeah. even at the local track. You know what I mean? So I mean, I'm always game for it, and I get humbled for sure. I mean, that's just part of it. I'm I'm 51 years old, and uh, I still feel like I I go pretty good for an old guy. Uh, I still love it a lot, uh, and that's most important. I think you know mm. I'm so passionate about it. I don't. Uh, I think. I've said this before to you and to everyone that, you know, it was important for me to retire before I hated the sport. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did that. I mean, I still have very fond memories of the sport. I love it. And uh, I always will. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. I love I love going to ride my dirt bike. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a shout-out right now to our buddy Don Wilson. Right? Yeah, for sure. Because uh, he's a friend in common. He's my... Uh, He's my sales manager. Yep. He, was he your man friend? He was one of my man friends, for <laughs> sure, of course. He's, he's one of my him. best friends. Yeah, yeah. Donnie's, Donnie's a, he's a legend. I mean, the guy's a legend. He's, he's had some funny-ass experiences. Dude. And we have some funny stuff together. Uh, we've, we've had such a, such a fun life. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool that he, he loves dirt bikes more than anybody, mm-hmm. you know, as much as we do. And uh, sucks he's not here with us this weekend. Yeah, I I saw some old picture. It's almost like there's no way is that Wilson? And he had like a goatee. And he was wearing white sunglasses. And he was white all... Arnett's probably <laughs> yeah, because him and Fro were buddies. Yeah, yeah, him and Fro were good buddies. <clears throat> yeah, uh, he was here with us our first uh, Whistler trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah shredding sure. the trails. Yeah. Sure. So I, I, we should take a shot for Donnie. Come on, come on, a shot for Radio Wilson. Come on, dude. All right, for Wilson. Wilson. Cheers, Donnie. Donnie. It's for you, buddy. We miss you. Miss you for sure. Although, uh, although Jaron's ripping his bike right we're now. We're going to have to sign off after this. We're signing off? We're signing off. Dude, we're only, uh, I guess I'll, we'll clerk it and you could send it back to the room for DL. Stu's nuts. Huh? <laughs> Stu's nuts. <laughs> uh, let's see. I might bring the 500 up to Mammoth. I might do that. Yeah, are you going to Mammoth this year? I'm definitely going to Mammoth. Oh. Yep. Pat Foster, is. Uh, he looks forward to Mammoth every year. Yeah. Great lining up with the King. How old is Pat Foster? He's in his 40s. Is He's he? not 50 yet. Are we getting DL Cheeks in the background? No. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> the that, that means it's time to sign up. Yeah. Uh, I am gonna. I've been riding and training a little bit more, so and I decided this year I'm gonna race 40 class, no more 50 class. Oh, oh shit! There you go. You're racing as Pat. Pat, wait. Pat is armed with uh, steg pegs now. Do you know what those are? I have no idea what that is. 
<laughs> so, I'm armed with a KX450 SR. Model. SR, yeah. No, so what do you think of the stick picks thing? It's like what's a stick? It's pick? a company from Australia, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's like this thing that gets bolted on your subframe, lower bolt, and your is it that side s- panel thing? Secondary like heel thing. It has like there? a has like a uh, it looks like a rollerblade wheel behind your calf. And like all the Star 250 guys are running it. I think Deegan might have taken his off, but they're all running it. And it gives you something to squeeze or lean back on. Or Levi Kitchen says he puts his heels under it and lifts the bike. But like what what was there was there one see me ride? Was there one gimmicky thing that was uh, you know, in fashion? Chicken spurs. In, Chicken spurs. in fashion when you were racing? Because uh, seat really. bumps were after you. Right? Yeah, seat bumps were kind of like when I was retiring. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like Fonseca, Carmichael. Carmichael made a bunch of goofy shit on the bike, <laughs> like Santa low bars. and seat the crazy. Yeah. Like his that was, his setup was weird. Um, <clears throat> so no, there was no none of that craziness. I think uh, I don't know what all that is, but if you need to lift up on the bike, you just pull your heel up on this by the subframe. That's all you do. I don't know. Um, so I don't know much about that. Mm. Pat Pat's legs are long though. He's a tall guy. Yeah. So maybe it helps for someone like that. I I don't particularly feel like I need that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, whatever. I'm just you're, excited you're... for Mammoth. It's coming up. August 26, 27, I think. Maybe mm-hmm. 25 is practice Friday. How is that how has the Mammoth track changed since your days as a 250 intermediate racing there? Yeah, it's it's a lot less lonely now. It's hard pack, it's yeah. choppy. Not much traction, really yeah. like a lot of push in the front. Mhm. Uh yeah, I mean it's it's still really bumpy. The track's bumpy, so um, it'll be a good test. I I, I just my buddy's Derek Natvig. Mm-hmm. He's racing fifty. Is he? Is he gonna run number ninety nine? Of course he is. He's running ninety nine. Dude, were but, you were you at Sunrise I'm, I'm, today? I'm, I want him to win fifty, and I'm I'm signing up for forty. So okay. Were you at Sunrise today? He got his broke his back. I might have been there that day. In the pit, uh huh. Yeah, I was there. I that was the worst sound I've ever heard in my life. Was when he got hit. Yeah, because he was bending over picking up his bike, and I forgot who it was, but they. Yeah, I can't remember who they, hit him. Yeah. They cased his head. It was the worst. Yeah, it was a bad deal. Bad deal. So are you gonna take the five hundred amount? I I would like to, but I'm building that one forty four. So. Oh, so you Pro might... Circuit one forty four, and they have that smoke and fire class. So, if the bike gets done. We'll see. Maybe I'll race in 144 against the 500. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> my, yeah. I might, might be playing catch up on that one. You do we'll an arm a bottle with two pack, two sticks of fire. For that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. Nice. Exactly. All right. <clears throat> Chase, what's our time at right now? 115. 115. Okay. Yeah. We should sign off because yep. I don't think I need shot number four. No, 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 no. No, yeah, I definitely Because I want to ride tomorrow. We yeah. need to we need to start. We're gonna start out the morning shooting Early photos before photos. before before the lifts open. So yeah, so yeah. Uh, you guys, gotta work tomorrow, dude. Yeah, I gotta work. <laughs> so thanks for uh, watching, tuning in, and uh, thanks to uh, Chris at Max's Tires for getting us all up here together for a good time. And uh, of course, we'll see you uh, next year or the year after. Hopefully next year. Hopefully. Then this lift will be built. This lift will be built. Yeah, that sucks without this lift right here. Yeah. So anyway, great time. Thank you, Maxis. Uh, good time with the buddies. Uh, 
hopefully tomorrow is going to be one epic day, right? We've had some rain for a day and a half, so yeah, it's going to be good. So should be good. Anyways, we'll report back. But thank you. Thanks for watching.